Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Cash and I am here. My name is Steve Miggs. I'm here with the Reverend Enfuego. Hey, I'm the Reverend Enfuego. That's right. And Glenn Cannon, baby. Well, hi there. Plus, this is very exciting. I, I, I don't great. think I've ever been more excited about doing one of our podcasts. <laughs> I'll be honest. Hey, we didn't do one last week, so it's nice to be back with the boys. Uh, but more importantly, I'm excited because it's not often that you get family members to join us on a podcast, which also means possibly fun, embarrassing stories about a certain person on this show. Uh, Glenn, would you like to introduce who we have here in studio with us? Well, to my left, I have my mother, the young and beautiful Yolanda Cannon, or Yola, as she is known. And then to her left, we have my father, as all our listeners now know, as Big Raj. Big Raj! Well, we'll just call him Raj. But uh, you guys want to say hi? Hello there, everyone. Hi, everybody. This is so awesome. Yeah, yeah so the, the time we talked with your pops, we got the fun uh, story about a certain body part of yours that That's crashed right, into the motorcycle. That's right, almost pulling my testicle off. Yes. That Yola, is did correct. you hear that, he, that your, your husband oh, joined? Oh, yes. I know the story well. There goes my grandchildren. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So how long have you guys been in town? Well, we've only been here for a few days, but mm-hmm. Roger's been here a little longer than I have. He got to see uh, Glenn perform on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Dad, nice. Dad drove out. Um, we were talking before the cast, but my good friend Freddie Zamora has a, a couple Harley Davidsons, and mm-hmm. one of them was in disrepair. And I was able to buy it. Freddie gave us a, an amazing deal. He really took care of it. I think because it was for my dad. Yeah. Gave me just this sweetheart price on this bike. So we bought my dad. He's got another one in parts back east that he's, he's building. And, you know, he's, you know, dad's always got hot rod projects and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> we found him this bike on the cheap. And, um, yeah, so bought, the, bought dad this Harley Davidson. And we're going to get it fixed and running again, which we've done. Actually, I took it for a ride just the other night. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so it's running, and Dad and I are going nice. to go ride Harleys together is the plan. So Dad drove out so he can tow his motorcycle back home. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he made good time. So he got here Friday night, and Mom got here Saturday night. Nice. Yes, it I went flew. well. It did. It went well. I got stuck in a terrible snowstorm in North Dakota. Already snow? <laughs> oh, yeah. They shut the road down, oh, and I man. accidentally got by the roadblock and didn't know. <laughs> And no, apparently they were trying the, to wave him off the road, and he thought, I wonder what that guy wants, and yeah. he blew right by. But these North Dakotans yeah. are super nice. They kept waving vigorously at me as I'm driving by. And I didn't know. I thought, uh, what's all these yellow flashing lights mean? And I went around them because they were holding me up. <laughs> Wait, so you then drove in a part that they were asking people not to drive in because it was too dangerous? The freeway was closed. They shut down the interstate between Fargo and uh, Jamestown, I think. And the next thing I know, I'm the only one out there. And me and tractor trailers all rolled up in a ball. Uh-huh. I went, 
Oh, I think I should have gotten off. Oh my gosh, dude! Oh yeah, but do, but do you we think made the it. sign that said "road closed" kind of gave you a hint, hun? Well, I figured it out when I was out there by myself. <laughs> I knew it was lonely, and I thought so. I I, I turned the radio up. That's I mean, what awesome. do you do out there? You white knuckle it until you're safe again. I mean, it was. Right? It was a big time. Uh, white knuckle, oh for sure. Now yeah. you know why I flew out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like these stories aren't, they happen quite a bit from time to time. Oh, yes. With Roger, it's always an adventure. Yeah, Mom's pretty tough. <laughs> oh. Yes. So how long, how long would you say was the road closed that you were driving on? I would say between uh, Little Pass Fargo and uh, Jamestown, wherever that is. How many miles do you think that is that? 70, 80. Oh, I my know. God. Wow. And I had the trailer on the back. And and summer tires. I didn't have winter tires. <laughs> and it's I, getting worse. Yeah, and it was terrible. And uh, I think some big hand came down from the sky and said, "Right, fool, <laughs> you know <laughs> what are you doing?" So uh, yeah, we made it. Uh, tickled to death too. Oh, I bet you couldn't be happier when you got past oh, that weather. Well, I'll check yeah. in with him every day, and I sent him a text, and, you know, hey, Pop, how's it going? He said, I'm now in such and such. I'm completely exhausted. I just drove through the worst snowstorm I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm not kidding. I think that's almost exactly what the text said. <laughs> but I still had no frame of reference until right. I got here, and he was like, yeah, I didn't know what the guy wanted, so I just blew past him. He was flapping his arms like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the road was closed. <laughs> Don't go out there, you'll die. And he drove right past Well, he there. was costing my momentum. I had the momentum going, and I thought, I don't want to slow down. I'll get stuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you almost like, yep, that's great. I yeah, yeah it's, well, it always happens that way. It does. It always happens that way. That's why he decided to mail me out, so it was yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, less stressful. Mom's arrival was far, far superior yeah. <laughs> picture. But, Mom, you had a... The Tasmanian Devil seated oh, behind you. Oh, on yes, the plane. I did. Bless, bless the child's heart. It kept us uh, awake the whole time, and we just kept smiling through it. And yeah, mom <laughs> said, Oh, it was a kicker. We had a kicker. Yeah, think, we had a kicker. Yeah, we had a mic. That's my. Oh, Uh-oh. you got me Wait. now? No. Yeah, let me give it a smack. Yeah, smack it. There you go. Now try it. Hey. Yep. Hey, all right. Yep. That's so what I, I used wait. to do to get him out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> It works. It's it. it still works. Hey, yeah, no, you're no, good. Stop okay. touching it, Glenn. All right, we'll touch it again. I'll touch it. It's fun to hit the microphone. No. It's, a, it's a nice stress reliever. Well, it was a few weeks ago. I was in here, and they're like, "Be careful, man. That one's been giving mild electrical shocks." <laughs> and I went, "Really?" So I didn't want to. And the fun thing is, the studios are like a year and. A You're, couple of months old. Yeah. Yeah. So this is perfect time for them to be falling apart. Brand, brand new equipment. Best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask. I was going to ask a question. Oh, uh, so I'm wondering in the head of the person who's waving, like, what are they thinking as you just blow by? <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Like, well, there was uh, tractor trailers everywhere, uh, SUVs upset. Uh, and the road was uh, abandoned in both ways. I was the only one that was moving, and I went, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, can't and stop then, now. And then there was a big <laughs> truck that had rolled over on the uh, eastbound lane, and a state policeman stood there, and I saw his head go like an owl, 360 mm-hmm. degrees. What's this guy doing out here? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, Testing you know, he, he didn't come after me. 
I don't think he could have caught me. I'm not sure. <laughs> he's probably like, I'm not crazy enough to go on this road. That's right. This guy, he's going he's to get a valuable he lesson. He probably figured they'd be digging your body out of the car two yeah. days later. Or yes. they'd find my skeleton. That's right. <laughs> well, it was oh, funny because like, the other day we went to the EMP and we, we turned in this, uh, the Mopop Museum, the music museum. It's not EMP anymore. Uh, but we turned down this one road and I was like, oh, this is not the way to get into that parking garage. So I was like, oh, I'll just turn around, get back on, on like Fifth Avenue. And so as soon as I turn around and get back on, I'm maybe a hundred feet away from the, the the end of the street, and my wife looks at me and goes, "You realize we're going down now the wrong way? Oh. Like this was a this was a one way street, which I did not realize. It's like right by Memorial Stadium. I know where you're at. Yeah. So at yeah. that point, it's like like it's the point of no return. So you're I committed, like, dude. I'm like, babe, let's just hope no cars turn. <laughs> and we got to that. I mean, it was granted not 70 miles. It was more like 70 seconds. But I was still like, this is gonna suck if someone turns down this road, not thinking some moron in a jeep is. It's going the wrong way. I was just like, I don't care. Screw it. You hit that point of no return, just do it. Well, see, that's normal for Roger. He does things, uh, things like that all the time. Remember when you went uh, to pick up your mom from the airport in D.C.? Oh, my dear sweet mother. Uh, I took my sister to the airport. Uh-huh. And you get down, you get on the George Washington Parkway, and it shoots you right in uh, to the uh, National Airport or Reagan, whatever they call it these days. And uh, I'm coming back out. And I made a turn. I, I missed a turn, and I thought, "Gee whiz, I'm going. To, I'm so lost. It isn't funny." So Uh-oh. I went and pulled into the Lincoln Memorial, and there's a walkway across in front of that. Very wide. So I thought, "Well, I, I need to go on that side so I can go back across the 14th Street Bridge." I think. So I tiptoed in my car across in front of the Lincoln Memorial, and this great big policeman, his gun looked like it was four feet long, stopped me and said, what are you doing out here? And I said, I'm lost. I'm trying to go north to Virginia. He said, you idiot. My mom's sitting there. She's looking straight out the window. You can't be in here and don't back up and hit my cruiser. I don't care where you go. Get out of here. <laughs> so I got off. I got a, fr- a free pass. You drove right in front of the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> right? Abs- Who was looking at you, dear? Absolutely. Who was looking down at you? Oh, yeah. Lincoln I swear, statue was looking shaking down. Going, his head. I'm <laughs> telling you, Abe put his hands on his knees and leaned forward and said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> So later that night, I got my, we got home, and I got my mom home, so I muffled my mouth and called my dear sweet mother and said that I was the Washington Park Police, and there was a reported rumor of a car with your tag number in front of the Lincoln Memorial, and she threw me under the bus. I was my son, and I told him not to go. <laughs> I love that you couldn't leave well enough alone. You had to prank your old mom about it. And I said, Mom, it's me. I'm just joking. And then she called me all kind of bad names. I I don't know why. (laughs) That is so great. Fantastic. <laughs> this is already shaping up to be the best ever. So, you guys, uh, on Friday, I was bummed. I, I had not the best news that, around that time. So, I was like, we were originally planning, my wife and I were going to come see you perform. Uh, it didn't work out, unfortunately. But, uh, how'd the show go? I know you were able to see your son. I'm sure you guys have seen Glenn play before. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, you guys already know the magic well, she, that is him on stage. She oh, yeah. missed it, but they oh, yeah. had a really nice dimension. What 
It was magic. Yeah, it was something different. Something yeah. that, Glenn, you haven't done before. It was really, really it well really received. Was. Yeah. yeah, it truly was. Yeah. It was cool. People I've got just a shower of compliments on it. It's something that I'm sure... So, you know, I, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, you know, I'm trying like hell to get this first Glenn Cannon record made. Yes. We're already talking about the second one, which will probably be me, Tommy, Natalie, and then Jeff and Wes. Got you. Doing so you had the percussion, the cello, yeah. added on with the, the bass and the drums. Yeah, doing yep. something more of that dimension. That's very cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the first time I rehearsed with her, I've never even played with a cellist before. And as soon as she started playing, I just went, oh, my God, this is amazing. You instantly it, feel fancy. Oh, it was so distracting <laughs> that I could barely <laughs> right? play. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Dude, the cello is such a beautiful instrument. It I really just felt is. like I wasn't, like, it was kind of that, man, I'm not good enough to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean. But uh, yeah, it went it went really really well. Yeah, the three of them. It was just wonderful. It Mm -hmm. really was, and the audience received it tremendously. That must have been really cool to have your pops there too. It was cool. Uh, You know, he ended up. Tawny texted me probably around four thirty and said, "Look who I'm with." And I was like, oh, my God, he made it in on Friday. Because the yeah. plan was for him to get into Seattle sometime Saturday afternoon. Mom flies in at like 7.04. Perfect. You'll get into town. We'll go grab Mom. We'll go have dinner. Well, fortunately for him, I heard there wasn't much traffic in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> One car. <laughs> he took a shortcut, yeah. You can shave a whole day when no one's on the freeway. <laughs> well, no, according to Daddy, would you say you were doing about 12 miles an hour? <laughs> <laughs> ah, it, was, it wasn't good, I'm telling He's you. He's doing 12 in a zero mile per hour zone, so that's actually pretty good. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, at oh, least man. you didn't get egged. I did not get egged. Tell me about your brother. Oh, geez. Back in the old days, I had an old 66 Buick, and I had to pick my brother off the train and his entire family. And uh, Down in D.C. Yeah, down yeah. in D.C., and my brother had his whole family with him. And so we're on our way home, and the car overheated. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the middle of nowhere on the mountains coming back towards Cumberland. And, uh, gee whiz, the car overheated. And before I could get it shut off, it it burned a hole in the piston. So black uh, blue smoke's coming out the back big time. We're stuck along the road. And so I'll try to fix it with whatever I got. So we got some water, poured water in it, started it up. The blue smokes are rolling. And we made it to a gas station where... I put oil in it because the blue smoke's on and more water. And we pull out onto the highway. My sister-in-law Beautiful. refused to get back in the car, which is fine. And so my dear sweet brother and I, we pull out on the road. There's probably more to that story. There's a lot more. There's a lot more. There's the snake. Well, yeah, because when I was putting water in the car, I heard this blood-curdling scream, and my sister-in-law had almost stepped on a snake and then she was screaming and they and had to get rid of the snake when all of you were gathered around the engine looking in what happened oh when i went to start the car it uh backfired and blew grease and oil <laughs> all over everybody it turned the uh, valley cover under the manifold no. and she was dressed up in a beautiful white jumpsuit <laughs> oh she done she's done oh, she, she looked like she was standing behind a screen door wire and someone threw mud through it it was bad <laughs> she was, i was not there i was smart enough to stay <laughs> good on you yeah. man well i picked them up at the train station and it's in the low level and I'm at the upper level and they have a big escalator and this lady went to make the transition from the moving step to the stationary step and fell down 
which the whole escalator full of people started tumbling backwards. Mm-hmm. So this lady slapped my brother's son, thought that he had tripped her. Everybody went over backwards. My, my brother threw the suitcases to which I grabbed them and pulled them out of the way. And uh, there was an emergency shutoff, and I shut the escalator off and started helping everybody up. And my sister-in-law's, bless her heart, she had footprints all over her white. Her white Where she was laying there in that big pile of arms and legs. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So anyway, back to, we pulled back out on the road, mm-hmm. and a car, oncoming car, I see this big hairy arm come out and throw something. And they egged us. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah, they had raw eggs, and they they threw them like a grenade, uh-huh. and they went blap blap right on the windshield with all the yellow and then yeah. all the shells. And I looked over at my brother and I said, "You know, we're at our lowest." point yeah they just egged us right that's when you think things can't get worse yeah i couldn't turn the wipers on because then it would be smeared all over <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. I mean, that, that's the proof of insult to injury right, right? there yeah oh. do any of you guys want to travel with roger now <laughs> i know kind of kind of do, you do? Yeah. yeah i'll sit in the back seat but yes Good luck. <laughs> and i'm not wearing white oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i do want to ask because i definitely want to talk a little bit about the kickstarter for sure, sure. And, I'll make sure I put the link on uh, today's description for the podcast. So if anyone wants to help, uh, you're over halfway your goal. Over half. Congratulations. Uh, What do you you got, like about 20-something days left? I think 23 days. um, I was really – well, you know me. I was excited, and then I went, oh, you know. But uh, it hit 2,000 in the first 24 hours. Yes. Yep. Which six grand is just total shoestring to get done what I want to do. That's the record. Record, master, and master duplicate, and, duplicate. and yep. meet the Kickstarter, you know, all the T-shirts Shirts and all the gifts and the frames and the, all yep. the stuff I'm giving away. I'm a Kickstarter. So, I pledged. Yeah, Me thank too. you, Steve. Yep, yep. Thank you very Grant much. Did you? Yep. Oh, dude, thank you. Yeah. I didn't see you, but thank you very much. Thank you for helping make it happen. Oh, Mom, Mom did. pledged. Mom yep. and Dad did. Yeah, but we should, nice. I sat down on the couch beside her. She went, I just pledged to your Kickstarter. Nice. Oh, thanks, Mom. Uh, <laughs> we heard there's um, a new tier for 900 bucks. People could get the record and also egg your car. That's right. That's right. For a grand. And you can take a trip with Dad. Bro. My mom and I won't be there. No. <laughs> I feel like you might sell those out after this podcast if that was the case. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just elated. It hit two thousand bucks in the first day, and then of course you know I've got almost a month to go, and so it slowed down. But I'm over the halfway point. Yep. And, so, you know, and typically, hoping, Kickstarter seem to do that, where like the day one, yeah, you get that boom. instant excitement. Because mm-hmm. I've been monitoring it as a friend, I'm like, I just want to see how it's doing. I want to see because I want to see. I look this at get it funded. every day too. I yeah. quit, kind of quit looking at it, and then Tony's like, "Have you looked today?" I'm like, oh, "I don't want to." Look it's at fun it. sometimes <laughs> when you click on it, and then it even shows like the numbers going up, yeah. and it's just like it feels like you're watching like a little game show yeah, or something yeah. of, of Glenn's musical life in uh, front of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been a lot of fun to see. But yeah, you always get those the slow period at, soon after the 24 Which hours. Makes nothing but sense. Yeah, you know, if I if I hit the six grand we can make it all happen you know if uh, god willing it'll go a little past it Mm -hmm. and then it won't be as as you know holding of breath like i think i have enough to order this and i think i have enough but six grand was like i talked with brett elias and a bunch and i said man look you know here's how we're going to do this we're going to do it pretty much live and we're going to have to do and then i can track this at your place if that's cool and yeah because he's really trying to help me make this happen Get the and basics done in the studio, and then yeah. Red, of course, has a beautiful studio in, in, in mm-hmm. itself as well. well to be able to help out. Go there and cut vocals and stuff, maybe yeah. even some guitar stuff, but uh, total shoestring. But yeah, I'm off to a, a great start, and people seem to be really excited, which was 
you know. But well, we love your music, man. Very humble. And I want to yeah. hear something that is super, I mean, obviously everything you've done is important to you, but this is super personal. And Very much, man. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I tried to, in the little explanation, which I'll eventually I'll share just that explanation on social media, but it's, it's really, it's totally my roots. It's, you know, all the, all the rock and roll from the 60s and 70s that I love. That's what I fell in love with when I was a little kid. Just fell in love with it. So, you know, your Hendrix, Zeppelin, all the, you know, the, the Blind Faith record yep. with Winwood mm-hmm. and Clapton, all that kind of vibe. And then, you know, kind of skipping into the late 80s when you started seeing artists like Guns N' Roses kind of yep. really bring rock and roll Raw back around. vibe, yeah. Without all the, the glitz and the hairspray. hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without all the Aquanet. Not wrong uh, with it. Well, and some amazing music came from That's that. Right. It's just not... I see you, Cinderella. <laughs> actually, old Tom Kiefer is an amazing guitarist. Agreed. You know? Like, of all the hair hair bands, Cinderella was one that I'm like, man, I can get with this. They got a bum Tesla, rap. Tesla yeah. was oh, actually gosh. really killer yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's gonna be a, but it, it'll also go some of the stuff um like some of the songs i played live uh go almost into the realm of pink floyd which i'm obviously a huge floyd fan so but it's all stuff that you know window pane is a big hard radio rock band and this stuff it just doesn't it just doesn't fit there mm-hmm. you know it'd be like playing the ocean next to a disturbed song or something but you're in the same band so right. it just it just doesn't work so but it got to a point where i you know, I gotta. I've got to make this music. It's sitting on a shelf. It's it's more me than anything. You gotta get it out, man. You know, like the Bruiser Brody stuff was a little more rock and roll to me than the Window Pane stuff. Right. And it was a great release for me, but all it did was make me hungrier to to even be more. I guess totally honest. You know, not that Window Pane's dishonest. My heart and soul are wrapped up in that. But that's all four of our influences, and it's definitely a well. We're this genre, and this is what we do. And that was kind of a clear mission statement going back clear to the silence record like we need to figure out who we are Mm -hmm. and that's what we decided the band was and i've come to feel trapped by that i think tony has too you know i had a great like we were talking about uh out of pain in the grass he was talking about like you know dude i watched the walking paper set and it's incredible what they're doing right and so you know even between tony and i and, and and chris and noah we're not that we're not sure what's going to happen with window pane. Window pane might go on pause, and the four of us might go do something completely unique. Because Tony was in the same place I was, like just feeling trapped. Like, ah, yeah. oh, man, we've become this thing, and I don't know if this thing's who I am anymore. Right. You kind of so, feel constrained by a certain brand. That yeah, it is. It's nothing yeah. bad. So, it's just... No, man, and I don't want to freak out window pane fans. It's not like the band's breaking up or anything, but... You know, Tony Tony put it beautifully. He said, I feel like I'm in a window pane tribute band at this point. Chris mm-hmm. is new. Noah's new. We're not even the same band anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I am I was like, i got to make this record. I have to make this happen. And those guys, full support and love. And then, you know, I'm really kind of excited and curious to see what's going to happen in window pane because I think we're going to figure out who we are now. And it's not that we won't... <laughs> We're always going to be a thunderbox, right? Yeah. But uh, there might be a lot of really new and unique things that surface as Windowpane gets. Because what our plan is Please to Please name the next Windowpane record, Thunderbox. Uh, thunderbox. Yeah. <laughs> I used to date a girl that went by Thunderbox. Oh, actually. dear. <laughs> Your parents are still in the room, Glenn. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It'll yeah. clear it up. It'll clear it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they know who I am. Um <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of neat a lot of neat stuff going yeah. on there. But I'm really really excited about this record because it's it's definitely me just doing me, and it was you know me Wes and Jeff, which was essentially the the blues trio. 
And some of that material has been reworked a bit, so it's not quite as bluesy, and it's a little more blues rock and roll, kind of the 60s, 70s thing, almost the Lenny Kravitz thing in a way. Mm. And then uh, Lance McKay, who was in a band called Surreal Sutra that was incredible. Oh, yeah, I remember those guys. Oh, man, yeah, they were just yeah. a fireball of a band. Not a thunderbox, um, but a fireball. Not a thunderbox, <laughs> but a fireball. See, I'm trying to change up the verbiage. Fireballs but, um, and thunderboxes. You know, and Lance has been a part of uh, Live Day now for several years yes. running, and he has that kind of, you know, renowned Doors tribute, and he's the Ray Manzarek of that. And I got talking with Lance, and I was like, man, this is what I'm doing. Would you be interested in coming in and adding oh, cool. keys and B3? And I want to make this Pink Floyd meets Led Zeppelin meets all, and you know, this list of bands that I love. The Beatles, The Stones, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. I want to roll. Glenn. Yeah, Glenn. Yeah. I want to do. Steal my sunshine. And oh, Lance is, oh, yeah. Len, oh, you said, I thought you said Glenn, but Len, yes, absolutely. Only if you'll come in and do that cowbell part. I'm in. <laughs> yep. I still love that song. But, uh,. <laughs> Anyway, Lance Lance was excited and he agreed. So now basically the core band is me, Jeff Eason, Wes Peterson, and Lance McKay. And they're nice. all just ninja, yep. ninja musicians. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really, really excited. I've got demos of the songs to, there's 10 songs that I've got and there's two more that I need to track when mom and dad get get uh, back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be, so there'll be 12 songs on the record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, God willing... The Kickstarter will fund to completion. I feel like it will. be a record. Yeah. <laughs> I know I put it on the Mixcast group page. I'll put it on this thing as well. But I, I do implore people that who listen to the Mixcast and are fans of what we do. I've said it before. Um, it's important to me because, A, you're my friend, of course, and I love you like a brother. Uh, but you do the Mixcast for free. Uh, you do it because you enjoy being here. You find time out of your day, and I know time is valuable, especially as a busy man as you are, to, to a lot, like an hour, hour and a half every week I love to, you guys. to join us. And then with Live Day, you put in so many hours to that. You are, like I said, the Paul Schaefer of Live Day. <laughs> True. You create all the great music. You get all the guys together. You give so much back to this local music scene. And so I think it's important for the people who listen to this to give back to you. And I know you wouldn't take like a handout. But I, this is not a handout. This is a give back to Glenn by buying his record yeah, in advance. you're just paying for it in advance. I know it's you're going to really like it. I don't even know what it sounds like yet. Glenn could fart into a microphone <laughs> for 12 minutes. and I, I Well, would don't be, tempt him. Well, that, we'll do that when his parents aren't here. That's too lowbrow. <laughs> yeah, that's disrespectful. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I know you're not going to put out crap. I mean, I'm, We've I, heard I that know. before, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam a kazoo for his third years. birthday, yeah. and you don't even want to know about it. But I just think if you're, if you're a fan of this podcast, we never ask for anything like we don't ask you to buy anything or pay for anything or yeah it's not donating we don't do patreon we don't do any of that what i would like to ask anyone who listens to this podcast at least do the five bucks buy you a cup of coffee like you call it on your yeah, kickstarter yeah but really buy the damn record in advance because you're gonna like it it's gonna be awesome even if it's just a digital copy it's gonna help our friend and a major part of this podcast Fulfill a massive dream of yours. Very, and it wouldn't happen unless people pledge. Yeah, it's something I really. God, I feel like PBS right now. Oh, dude, <laughs> I know. Let's go to the phone. See, come, see, look at this sad sack over here. He, he wants to just make music. Let him make music. We, we, we need now we're going to donate today. Poor young Revy. He's a four-year-old foster child. Who, <laughs> Please let me listen to Glenn play music. Yeah, he, he's played with one of the many bifidos, and we're trying to. <laughs> I do want to ask since your parents are here. I mean, you guys have been around. Glenn and his music since I would imagine since the minute he was able to strum a guitar. What are some of your favorite memories of, of, of Glenn growing up oh, yeah. oh, and, God, and, and falling in love with music? Do you have one or is there something that really stands out as being uh, like, oh yeah? 
Well, a pivotal uh, thing for me was I'm an automobile guy. Mm-hmm. That's how we made extra money. I had a shop to to work on engines and cars and whatnot. And uh, Glenn was not so interested. And uh, one day he came down, <clears throat> excuse me, and said, hey, Dave, come and listen to this. <clears throat> excuse me. He had uh, played music and played harmony to it played it back, and played music to that again. And uh, I knew I would have to join him in his world because he wouldn't join me in mine. Yeah. And that was pivotal. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Uh, you're killing me, uh, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got goosebumps. I know, right? right? Yeah. 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 But here's the funny thing. Fast forward to today, and I don't know anyone who's more into automobiles and, and, <laughs> and gear stuff than Glenn. So yeah. well, I think he should have spent more time in the shop. I oh, think. Well, I, I missed out on a huge, huge education. But it's one of those things I grew up around, hot rods. Yeah. So as much as I was in love with rock and roll, when I was got, when I got my driver's license, and Dad's like, hey, so you know, let's work towards getting you your first car. What do you want? And I said, oh, I want a chopped 49 Mercury Coupe, Dad. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you, don't want a Honda, you don't want a Honda Prelude? Hell no. Have you ever seen that movie Cobra with Sylvester Sloan? Yeah. What is that? That's a 1950 Mercury Coupe. I want one of those. Yeah. So, you know, I think I caught the bug. But uh, while he was out there, while he you, was... You it, broke the microphone wait, again. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's very phallic what you're doing. Yeah. Almost. I think, wait, no. We're going to get it. I'm not okay. going to edit this either. See, try talking. Hey. No. No. Yeah. Here, I'm going to hit you harder. Not, oh, yeah. Back there, dude. Try, oh, no. Oh, no. That's not working. Oh, wait. What? Uh, <laughs> Hey! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that it, really? Yeah. Okay. So stop touching that's it. That's nothing. When when Glenwood was a boy and he'd get upset, he'd go outside and he'd beat the earth with a stick. I'd beat the yard with a stick. <laughs> Better than what I would do. I had a very viol- a very violent temper. Well, it was funny. Um, when I was a little stick. kid and I got mad, I would get mad to the point where whoever was near me, I wanted to basically murder, like mm-hmm. a murderous rage. So to keep myself usually from killing my sister, what I would do is I would <laughs> bite my wrist as hard as I could. Okay. I would bite my own wrist because if I didn't do that, I was going to kill her, like stab <laughs> her to death and kill her, mm-hmm. which my somehow my lizard brain knew would, would end badly for me. No, it's good. So to this day, if I still get really, really, really pissed... I'll kind of bite my knuckle of my pointer oh. finger as hard as I can to center myself so I don't start punching and breaking stuff. I, right? I'm going to get you a rawhide bone keychain <laughs> for Gosh, Christmas. Right? Yeah. So you can chew on that. The other night we were we were working on that Sportster, and honestly, me and Dad both were having a, a terrible time. <laughs> and Dad said, let's knock off. And I went, no, we're so close. And it was just the stupidest thing. The amount of cable they had supplied for the battery was too short. And oh. the battery we bought was maybe an inch taller than what had been in there previously. So we And you couldn't get any extra cable. We were having... Dude, we rebuilt that clutch in 20 minutes. We spent an hour and a half putting the battery in. Mm-hmm. The battery! <laughs> it's too bold. So... Dad actually kind of lost his cool first, which is rare. Normally, I flip out first. But Dad lost his cool, was talking through his teeth and cussing and this goddamn junk. And and then he settled down and said, you know, let's knock off. And I went, no, no, no. We're so close, man. We're so Uh-oh. close. Mm-hmm. So then I went at it. Eventually, I lost my cool. And I stepped back and I bit the knuckle on my pointer finger as hard as I could. 
And I took a couple deep breaths and I said nothing and I went back to work. So later in the night, we were we had gotten the battery together and there was much elation and we're kind of, you know, getting ready to, to fire this thing up for the first time. I said, by the way, uh, you know, you lost your cool before I did. And without missing a breath or even looking up at me, he went, yeah, but I didn't bite myself. Nye, nye. <laughs> <laughs> I can still use my finger. <laughs> he, didn't even, he didn't even look up at me. He just kept yeah, doing yeah. what he was doing. And I, I laughed so hard when he said that. that now, what so I was cool. going to say is, you know, while he was out in the shop making horsepower, I was in my bedroom making music. And But I grew up around motorcycles yeah. and hot rods and stuff. So I love it. You know me. I've always had oh, yeah. cool cars until now. But now I've got a Harley Davidson. There you go. So, yeah. Dad and I both agree that we, neither of us like working on cars. We like driving them. Yeah, but usually if you've got a hot rod, it requires mm-hmm. the first half because he hates working on them too. He's oh, just yeah. really I'm good out it. on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, after you've done it so long, I mean, I, we just fix it. You know, you're, right. if you make something, or uh, I always said it takes uh, anybody can work with tools. It takes a mechanic to work without them. And, and he does. So, <laughs> wow. And so uh, some of the stuff we're doing, we don't have the proper stuff to work with, but figure we're making it, it happen. You know? <laughs> it's like MacGyver, but for cars. Yeah. yeah, just kind of figure out a way to make it all go well, together. Well, that's where I get it from, because what are you going to do about that? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fabricate something, man. I need some steel straps and a grinding a wheel. A bungee cord. No, I'll, build, I'll build something. <laughs> and then the what? thing we need to do to Travis is, uh, uh, what the hell did he have? Oh, what was he driving? Four by the Bronco. Four. Yeah. The Bronco. Yeah. I had to think OJ for a second. The four by four ended up with a bungee cord in it permanently. Yep. Yep. Well, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I finally got that thing fixed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dad was part of that, see, because when I hit a dead end, I call the best mechanic I know. Yeah. So I called Dad. Dad, yeah, what's going on? I'm working on this goddamn Ford Bronco, and this is, and I've done this, and I've done that, and I've bypassed this and this, and he's like, oh, do you have voltage here? Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, you're going to have to trace that back. And that's literally what, when I hit a dead end, I call Pop. So I call him up. I'm like, Dad, I took the Bronco for a ride. He went, yeah? So it's running good? I went, yeah, it's running great. It's making this terrible grinding sound. I think one of the gearboxes is blown out. I can't believe it. I don't even have the heart to call Travis and tell him, but I think it's... And he went, well, that's a four-wheel drive. Yeah. And he said, it could just be between gears. I went, what? Hmm. He said, yeah, it could just be slipping out of of gear. It's got four-wheel high, four-wheel low, neutral, and then I think one other setting. No. Four high, four low, two wheel and neutral. Two wheel and neutral. So he said, figure out the shift pattern somehow because it's just raw metal in there. And he said, it sounds to me like it's just not in gear. So I went out and just shoved it. I had to look up on the internet for that year making model, but I shoved the the little four wheel drive shifter all the way forward, took it for a spin, and it was perfect. Sweet. But that was also worn out that if you took your hand off the shifter, it would just slip out of gear. And <laughs> good news, Travis. So, you got to use both hands yeah. when driving. I called Travis and said, I got good news and bad news. The good news is I figured out the problem. It's fixed. It runs like a Swiss watch. He was like, yeah, sweet. And I said, the bad news is I had to use a bungee cord to permanently hook your shifter <laughs> up under the dash. And all those times when he was driving it, drove it down to the Moore Theater yep. and drove it down to Jazz Bones, if you got up in there, there was a bungee cord hooked up under it. <laughs> 
He's dead. <laughs> told it. it worked. I was like, dude, you can fix this or you can leave it like this for 30 years. It will not fail. You're good to go, buddy. It's so funny because that was, was my fix. I put a damn bungee cord on it. We've been in the middle of just like trying to clean out some like you know how it is when you have a house. You just end up throwing random things into certain cabinets and just forgetting they yeah. exist there. So I was like, we need to clean some of this out because we're not. It's just becoming a junk drawer. So I'm going through and I'm cleaning all this stuff, and then I come into this bag of old bungee cords I use for my goalie equipment for, for stuff. And I looked at it for a second. I'm like. Should I throw this away or should I call Glenn? You might need him. <laughs> Glenn, might, Glenn might need this the next time he's working on someone's car. There's four perfectly good bungee cords like, here. I'm screwed. And Steve will say, I've got bungee cords. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> I, I can get this. us to Florida with a bungee cord, man. <laughs> so, Yolanda, I'm going to ask you as well. A favorite memory maybe about Glenn when you first started realizing that this your son is a beyond talented musician. Yes. It, I, we, uh, obviously, being an educator myself... We wanted him to go and further his education, and I was pushing him to go take his SATs and and uh, all that sort of thing. And he sat us down and he said, "Mom, <laughs> oh God, I, I know." He said, thing. "That's wonderful." He said, "But if I go to college, I'm just going to party." He said, uh-huh. "I'm just going to party. I just want to do my music." So Roger, my husband, and I talked about it for quite some time with Glenn, and we decided that we would put. What, uh, all our emphasis, energy, what little money we had, and back him in his music nice. as we would have done for his college at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he's yeah. a starving musician, but we're so I, proud I of remember. him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a hard day. I, we all sat down together, you know, as a family, and yeah. I said, I'm not going to college. And there was tears instantly, mm-hmm. and I. But I, that's what I said. I think I used a little harsher language. Well, but yeah. I basically said, if 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 you guys, you know, because they helped my sister get through school, and I, you know, we aren't, we did fine. We had a great, you know, but we're not wealthy people. And I went, don't waste your money on a college education. So if party. you put me in college, yeah. I'm just going to party, and I'll be out of there within a year or so. Anyway, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, I remember that moment. Yeah. I also remember, too, I mean, I talked about it a bunch, but I think the first couple times you guys saw me play live, I remember Dad literally saying, I get it now. Uh, I think it was when I played the Allegheny High School Auditorium my senior yeah, year. Absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. is almost... Senior the, high school? Yeah, yeah, and it's almost the size of the Moore Theater, actually, Whoa, my auditorium. My school nice. was big. It was a big auditorium, probably held 900 to 1,000 people. Was it. this like an early stage of window pane, or was this... Like, I mean, was Mark a part of this? Mark, this Mark was a part of it, and a guy uh-huh. named John Hancox was playing guitar with me, and a real pretty How girl. How was his autograph? Uh, <laughs> 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 Cha-cha. Famous. History joke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we put on a show... an educator here, I figured I'd bring out my uh, education That's joke. Right. CA game right Good there. <laughs> yeah, we, we put on a show at the Allegheny High School Auditorium after hours, mm-hmm. talked to school and to let me do it, and it was packed, and the place went nuts, and we played a couple songs I wrote, but mostly we played Led Zeppelin songs nice. and stuff, but people went nuts, and I remember talking to mom and dad after that, because they, of course, came to watch it, and they went, oh my God, like, you know, they'd heard me play around the house and stuff, but they were like, he's like not only good at this but he's serious mm-hmm. and I remember yeah. dad saying I get it now that's cool I get it and I'm like yeah I, I love this mm-hmm. and I know I'm probably going to grow up to be poor but I love this mm-hmm. and I did grow up to be poor <laughs> but, <laughs> but I still love it, it. Yeah. you're a yeah. man of your word so yeah as they have often said and I would never deny mom and dad are my biggest fans they yes really we have been we followed him and 
gone to his performances whenever we could. I mean, you've had me at the Woodland Inn. Oh, yeah. And as a former educator, some of my students were there. <laughs> oh, I bet there were some double takes. That's it was. awesome. Uh, well, you get a lot of, hey, that's Mrs. Cannon. And I'm like, yes, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I call oh, her mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. okay. I had Mrs. Cannon. Well, they all would say, I had Mrs. Cannon in fourth grade. I loved her. And I'm like, aha, my mom was that teacher. She was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. right. She was like that's the right. Mrs. Dean for me. I never heard anyone teacher. say, man, your mom was really hard on me. I had her in fourth grade. Not a one. They were either lying to me or telling the truth. I think they were telling the truth. Do you have a memory of when you were teaching in fourth grade where you're just like, I, this kid is the worst. Not your oh, son, yeah. of course. What's your favorite memory of one of those? Oh, yes. I, I mean, I've had some, well, I've had some interesting students. One in particular um, was very difficult, very difficult student. But anyway, you know him well, Roger. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he spent time in jail. But um, it was towards the end of school. And you know at the time, you're like, this kid's going to end up in jail. He did. <laughs> But honestly, I must say, uh, this child was so um, unusually behavior. It was in second grade that I had the best behaved boy in the class escort this other boy to the bathroom when it was needed. So they were gone for quite some time, the two of them, and they came back to class. And they were giggling like crazy. And the good, the good boy was giggling. And I went over and spoke to him, and I said, what, what's up? Well, this other boy, I don't want to use names, but this other boy had decided to be funny, and he pooped in the urinal. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good bit. Yeah, yeah, he did. I said, right. So I sent the young man up to clean up the mess. I'm 44, and I think that's hilarious. (laughs) Giving the kid props here. Of course, I had to tell my principal (laughs) what had happened. Anyway, the best three days of school that year was when he had to stay home. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Quiet in class, was it, Mom? it was. Little Billy, you can poop in that urinal whenever you want. Nobody do it. Want a vacation? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, along those lines, my father-in-law was a a tremendous musician. He played the accordion. Uh He could play the telephone. You know, he he was excellent. And my mother-in-law was an excellent seamstress. And Glenn was in the first grade and wanted it in the the talent show. Mm So my mother-in-law made him a fantastic Elvis-looking costume. Oh, my And gosh. he went in and played the guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I sang the theme song to the Dukes of Hazzard. That's exactly yeah. right. Because it would have nice. been the, the late 70s, you know. In, in oh, like yeah. an Elvis-style outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Are there pictures of this somewhere? Probably. We do somewhere. Somewhere oh, in the archives. Oh, yeah, I will share those. Please. I have no problem. That should be the cover of your solo record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I remember, too. Notice how Glenn didn't even say yes or no. no like, oh, I'm into it. No, 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 be, when you pop a CD out, in that'll the be the picture that's under yes. <laughs> At least like if you did a montage of pictures, you got to sneak that one in there Oh, somewhere. yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. That's, a, that's, that's amazing. Stuff. Yeah, man. I think, though, when his friends at school and everybody really recognized Glenn's talent as a, as a young performer, um, you were in the choir at school. Yeah, I ju- well, they had the choir. I didn't want to do the choir. No. But they also had voice class. Oh. I took voice class. Yeah. Because voice class meant I didn't have to go do the performances and the recitals, and then, of course, we ended up having to do them anyway. I was going to say, at some point, that would be the end result. As yeah. a high school guy, I did not want to wear a bow tie. It's literally what it came down to. Like, I'll go sing with you guys anywhere. Do I really have to wear a bow tie? Right. You yep. know, it's that simple stuff that's really important to you when you're a teenager. And now if you're a teenager, uh, that's cool because it's a hipster look. Yeah, yeah. you know. You'd be a well, you, were su- you were supposed to perform a performance at the school. 
I was teaching, but your dad was off, and you went and snuck. You were in the back of the auditorium. Yeah. And remember, um, what was her name? Mrs. Oh, oh, yeah, I do remember this. Uh, Jean Lynn Lewis was yes. the instructor, and there was a piece of music I was supposed to sing, and something happened, and she was out. She was sick. Sick the day of the concert. So I went, sweet. And I did not do what I was supposed to do. I grabbed an acoustic guitar from the music room. And at the time, More Than Words was like the biggest song yeah. on the radio. <laughs> right, the extreme song. So yeah. instead of getting up and doing the chorus thing, I got up there in jeans and a t-shirt and played More Than Words note for note. <laughs> <laughs> and he brought the house down. Oh, yeah. Nice. And made your, fa- uh, yeah. Yeah, made your father cry. He cries yeah. all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a very powerful song. And it went so yeah. well that I wasn't reprimanded, actually. It was kind of a, you know, you little... It was an aha moment. And I went, yeah, well, you know. One of those, that was awesome. Don't ever do that again. I I didn't do Ave Maria. I did that. That's that's great. That was cool. I remember (laughs) that. I think that was my junior year, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, jump into some voicemails, emails, and text messages and see uh, what we got going on. (laughs) Wow. I love that we've had a gotten medieval on your microphone about this podcast. Oh, it's all disheveled and right? crooked, and I won't even tell. Who sits here? Is uh, Thrill. Man. I can't believe they haven't fixed this yet. Every time that I say that it's busted, engineering comes in and be like, oh, nothing for me. Oh, of course. And I'm I like, fine, whatever. It's literally right where this, I think it's in this, the it's strain relief be. of that yeah. XLR. That's that Neutrix style. Um, that's where it is. It's right there in that strain relief. Like, I could pop that cable off with a soldering pencil. What do you guys pay the guy that fixes stuff around? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Can someone cut me a check? I'll come fix the damn thing. Right? <laughs> I know. We were sort of Kickstarter for Thrill's mic. Know, do right? you happen to have a bungee cord handy? Yeah. 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 Duct tape and bailing wire. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, some text messages, 253-271-4787. That's also our voicemail line. Or you can email us, themigscast at gmail.com. Uh, this one says, uh, Glenn, getting the wife a bike to ride sounds like a great idea. But from experience, a Sportster is a bad idea because they're so top-heavy. A V-Rod is the way to go from Adam and Everett. Nice, my man, actually. Um, it's funny. I've had that uh, my buddy Greg Cass and his wife Stacy. Stacy has a Dyna like mine. Mm-hmm. And she said the same thing, is the uh, center of gravity oh. so much lower on a Dyna that maybe not a Sporty. But for Tawny, her concern is the weight. And the Sport, my bike weighs about 650 pounds, where a Sportster <laughs> weighs Five. maybe 500. Yeah, it's a little, yeah. little easier to handle. Um, so I hear you. You can get one of those uh, motorized razor scooters that are now popping up all around town. Oh, down in Tacoma, they're yeah. all over the place. I don't well, know, like, what are they called? They have like a dumb name for them. I, I don't know. Like I just Pillows or something like that? I just know that the guys, the Lime Bikes, the ones that are around uh, Seattle, they banned. They have scooters as well. But Tacoma's like, no, bring your scooters down here. And so you can get the Lime Bikes or the electric scooters down in Tacoma. And, well, I mean, Tacoma likes to drink, and then they're rolling around <laughs> in those scooters. Uh, it gets a Sounds little awesome. interesting. I was doing a ghost tour, and we were walking around, and we were by the Union Station, and suddenly these two just zip by, and I'm like, that's not going to end well. Oh, you that's guys, all downhill, dude. It's, it's, oh, they're called birds. Oh, yeah, the birds, because they have those, too. Like, they're all over the place. Yeah. It's... 
Anything with two wheels with me just sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> like, I mean, once I got 16 and I could uh, uh, drive a car, I stopped like with my bike and everything, and I'm not good. Yeah, the more wheels, the better. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Well, like, I, I, 250 scooters are going to be in Tacoma. Yeah. Those are definitely bad ideas because every drunk person is going to want to scoot around 6th Avenue. Yeah, they were. I think they're already on, on the Reddit. People are talking about, yeah, I just watched three people bail already and it's not even 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah, you got an accident right outside so the of Jazz Seattle Bones. No? Is that right? Seattle said no scooters? Yeah, because they're too dangerous. And I mean, Tacoma's like proving them right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Okay, uh, next text. Uh, hey guys, if Glenn still needs help with his 1040, hit me back. I'm a tax guy fighting the same deadline. Also, remind him if he is due a refund, the deadline isn't real. The deadline to collect your refund is three years from Jeremy, the tax guy. Jeremy, I love you. Thanks, man. It took two days because of all my itemized deductions, but I got my taxes in on time. Congratulations. Good to go. Uh, yeah, the prize. It took two days. Uh, probably was a- the prize a return or was it the prize owing more? I got a return, believe oh, it or not. Oh, good job. Um, nice. But since I have a debt with the IRS, they're just going to apply it to my mm, balance yeah, due. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> but I will not be a... I was like, Tony, we're getting a... It was less than a grand when it was all said and done. Yeah. Um, Bear in mind, I'm always paying money. Well, it's it's funny because I had a, an interesting conversation with Tony because in this, there's more to this story that, that I, I've run into this before. I ran into it when we were underwriting the mortgage. I had to basically go back and fix some tax stuff that I tried to get away with. <laughs> but um, <laughs> by the way, I'm saying that for entertainment purposes. Yeah, only. T- the tax That's bungee cord. That's not true. That's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Tawny claims zero. So I put in my W-2 info mm-hmm. and bam, you know, we're going to get back 890 bucks. And then I started into my itemized deductions for all my music stuff, my Schedule C, all that. Bam, we're sitting at 2300 bucks. Then I put in my wife's W-2. Phew. Bam. We're at $8. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> what just has... So finally I went, babe, you know, on your whatever that's called that they make you fill out, I'm like, do you claim one? And she said, no, 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 I claim zero. That way... Um, I get more back. And I went, no, that's not how that works. Yeah. If you claim one dependent, they hold more out of each paycheck, and then you'll get a refund. Mm-hmm. If you claim zero, you get the maximum amount on payday. Uh-huh. But when I file our taxes, we owe them about a G. Oh. And I was like, can you please stop doing that? <laughs> can you talk to someone about switching those numbers? Yeah, even with the purchase of our home and all oh. the stuff that I rolled into it. Because I was hoping with the home purchase and yeah. the, the interest and all that, that we maybe, because I always stole the IRS about three grand. And I was hoping that that would just, boom, yep. gone down to zero and yeah. wipe out a bill. Because I, I sent them 65 bucks a month, right? right. Um, and no, uh, it, I think we ended up getting like 800 bucks back or something. Well, it's a, a little, little bit dent, of a chunk to it. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. a dent, man. It's a cup of water out of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I'm in good standing with the IRS. Love you, boys. Let's take a, let's take a voicemail. <laughs> Um, honestly, I, the only thing in the world I can't stand is people who go in, take the chip out of the bag, sip in, take a bite, and put it back in the dip again. Yep. Knowing that there are four other people that are going to be eating that, it's, it's the most unbearable thing in the world. Yep. All double dippers should be executed. Okay. <laughs> All right, maybe not <laughs> that far. <laughs> a little extreme, but sure. excessive there, Mr. North Korea. It's true, though. <laughs> do you ever do the, uh, like, the uh, mozzarella sticks, for example? Yes. You do the dip in the mozzarella sauce. Mm-hmm. 
Are you okay to dip if you flip it from yep. the part that you yep. bit? Flip and dip. Yep. And then you can still dip that other side that hasn't been bit yet. I completely believe yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do that. It's as acceptable. long as you rotate, even with like yep. party dip and veggie tray, yep. big chunk of broccoli, dip, bite, rotate. Yep. Basically, so your saliva never touches the dip. You've got to make a real like uh, exaggerated effort when you're doing it to show Let everybody. The world know. Yeah, it's like when you're like tipping the barista and you're like, look, yep. I'm putting money in your tip jar. There we go. And yeah. now we're good. Well, yes. in social situations. <laughs> it's so true. I do that with the bartender, too. If they turn their back at them, I'm about to put the you money wait. down. I'm like, You're like yeah. wait. I might as well just put this back in my pocket. <laughs> Where's the glory? Have you ever done the thing where you lick the $5 bill and slap it to your forehead until the bartender No, Glenn, no. <laughs> Nobody does that. Oh, I used to do that. I've well, okay, I've, Glenn does that. I've held the card or the dollar bills in my hand like, come on, let's go. I've gotten so <laughs> frustrated waiting on a bartender that I've licked my debit card and slapped it on my forehead and then just stared at him. Until he noticed, he's like, oh, you need something? It's like, yeah, man, I do. Because I've been in situations where, like, I'm at the bar, and then next to me is a person at the bar, and behind that person is eight people in a line. Yeah. And all eight people will get a drink. And I'm like, am I invisible? Do I have a booger? Is there a reason? You know, yeah. So I've literally licked and put money on my forehead or licked and put my debit card on my forehead. I just stand there. As a means of saying, dude. Yeah, I'll just stand there and wait. Stop. I will not be ignored. I'm the guy. I'm literally the guy. now. Who can't return. I can't turn in a lotto ticket that I've won. Because I get I'll turn anxious. For you. Well, my wife does, so it works out. We've got a good system working out now. I couldn't do anything you don't like that. You want to claim your winnings? I feel always feel weird. Why you won? I, I know I don't know why. You, you'd claim it if it was six hundred million. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna go buy one today. My man. Yeah, I'm going to a I small hope you town. Win. I'm going to because it's always a someone in a small town that wins these lotteries. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go to like Squim or some <laughs> random town in Washington and buy my lottery ticket there. Maybe find like a 90 year old man yeah. and have him buy it for me so they think it's a really, really old person from a small town because that seems to be the only people that ever win a lottery. It, that is, there's truth in that. And right. Glenn, and Glenn, if I win, well, you'll get your Kickstarter backed. Oh, sweet. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I'll buy you a whole studio. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd appreciate nice, that. Thanks, it? guys. Yeah. I'll yeah. take a set of winter tires from my trip back home. Yeah, he is here. So, he got it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a fair trade off. Yeah, right. 600 mil. Why not? Hey, what did your dad want? Just tires, man. <laughs> so, I wanted to share a funny thing. You know, sometimes you always like, you know, what we do for a living radio, it's like every once in a while you lose sight of how cool. Of a job that we have, like because sometimes totally. any job becomes a grind, right? You get annoyed, you get frustrated, but then you forget just how, like sometimes you have this incredible moment with the listeners, and they and you can make their day. And when those moments happen, like man, it makes me realize just how genuinely blessed and lucky we are. So, and it's going to be a most ridiculous story to, to 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 couple this. But this morning we were talking about. This this couple that took a Halloween picture. I don't know if you heard the story on the air, but <laughs> no. this, this, I, I'm friends with this girl. Her name's Taylor on Facebook, and she, I think she's friends with Rachel Barley. So she reached out after like Rachel started posting the interviews and requested me as a friend. I'm like, great, whatever, Re- accepted it. And then um, her and her husband took a picture where he was dressed as Bob Ross for Halloween, and he was painting her as the Halloween, like the canvas. Nice. And so he painted her uh, a jack-o'-lantern. So she was the canvas, but the canvas was her butt. And so (laughs) (laughs) it's legitimately one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. Right? 
<laughs> and her name's Taylor Dog Eagle because she mentioned it on the air so mm-hmm. that people could because we can't share the picture Taylor's, because Taylor's fancy. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's borderline. I mean, it, she's naked, but, you know, her butt's painted. Well, so. You say it's tasteful nudity. Yeah, it's a tasteful pumpkin butt. See, a pumpkin butt's not a bad <laughs> thing, right? Oh, oh, why oh, you got to bring up old stuff? Oh, man. So we were talking about Halloween costumes. I mentioned, I'm like, oh, I have a Facebook friend, Taylor, that has her butt painted and her, I thought it was a boyfriend, but it's her husband. And he's Bob Ross painting it, and it's the most clever and hilarious thing. Well, they've heard, they heard from friends that it happened. Like, anyone have a copy of this? Or, hey, la, la. Well, then anyways, uh, the boyfriend joins us on the air, and he calls in, and we talk to him on the air. And, man, you could just tell on their Facebook page, like, all their friends, like, that's the most greatest legendary thing. And they're, like, geeking out. I'm like, man, that's so cool. Like, something that we just take for granted, uh, what we do for a living. And I'm sharing what I think is just a ridiculous story, not realizing I'm completely making this couple's day. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're talking to a couple hundred thousand people. Right. (laughs) So, and Zach's like, oh, my gosh, can we get audio of that? So, we sent them the the link to the audio of that. And let me find it because. Nice. They filmed themselves while listening to the audio of us originally talking about them. Oh. And it's legit put a giant smile on my face. And so, uh, some people still doing the Hulk. Black Widow again, if you want to be sexy. Dude, I saw a couple put out the best uh, Halloween costume already. I saw you can see them pointing at each other. Facebook friends. Uh, her boyfriend was dressed, is dressed as Bob Ross. Yes. And she's the canvas of his painting, which is a pumpkin. Oh, nice. The most incredible picture ever. And they just got the biggest cheese eating grins on their faces. I mean, you can see them glowing in this video. Oh, yeah, it, just made, it made my day when they I was were on. So stoked! Yeah, man, like just to see that moment and to see them as, as happy as they were was pretty freaking cool. And it was so funny because I didn't realize. I thought this was just like a viral picture that you guys had found. No. So he called in for listeners on the loose. And he was like, hey, my name is Zach, and uh, I heard you were talking about my my girlfriend. And I was like, well, who is that? And he was like, oh, the pumpkin thing and everything. And I was like, wow, really? Hey, okay, man, yeah, 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 yeah. Boom, we got were, him yeah. right on to do it. And I was like, just tell him like that. And it, I didn't even realize yeah. that they were local and that they heard it. It's I all represent. That, that was, it, it's a really great picture. And let me see it's if I can find really the audio. This is, awesome. Again, this is just them film, recording the audio of them talking on the air with us. On the Rock, text us at 77997. Let's go to Zach and Tuala. Zach, you are on the Rock. Hello, Zach. Oh, hold on a second. Zach, it's my on my end. Hey, what's up, Zach? Uh, she is actually the one that came up with it. She, uh, you know, Hello, Zach. What can I do for you? She leaves the room, I think. I'm calling because I heard uh, you guys were talking about uh, me and my wife's picture yes. earlier, I guess. <laughs> yes. it, what picture is that? Uh, me dressed up as Bob Ross painting her booty. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Steve's so stoked. 
Zach, that that's is the greatest Halloween costume ever. Yeah, Zach, that, yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. So yeah, that's pretty much. It. And all their friends are like, "My hero!" I go, "My hero!" And all their friends are like quoting, "My hero!" <laughs> and it's like one of those moments that reminds you, like, man, we're freaking lucky. Like us just doing something stupid as doing a radio show can make someone's day that much yeah, better. No it's pretty be cool. Somewhere digging a ditch right now. I could be. Uh, yes, we probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> inevitable. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, let's check out another voicemail. Hello. Hello. No, this is Steve and Ziggy. So, Hi, okay, Ziggy. I got to ask a question. So, don't catch me up on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, just as a quick heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This voicemail goes the full three minutes because, you know, on our voicemail line, after it's three minutes, cut it off. cuts you off. <laughs> I have a very good feeling that he Love didn't just... You, Ziggy. Ziggy did not time it so that it ends right at three minutes. I think we're about to go on a journey. All right. All right. So, kids, get your popcorn. <laughs> buckle up. We're going to get a peek inside the mind of our friend Ziggy. Here we go. Oh, wait. Oh, rip, 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 Um... I'm on the episode where you're talking with uh, that dude from Merrimart, and you guys are talking really? about your boys. And so I really got to ask, and this is kind of a thing that uh, has been bothering me since uh, I, I first heard the men's room talk about boxer briefs, but I want to know what the deal is with boxer briefs. Now, you know, with a kid, tidy whities and I immediately graduated to just boxers. So, like, I kind of grew up in a sexually repressed family where it's like, you know, you're talking about genitals, don't. Like, it wasn't, like, a religious thing or nothing, but either way, like, I just don't understand, like, the whole thing about boxer briefs. Like, what's wrong with boxers? Like, I like them. Like, yeah, like, you know, sometimes I said on myself, and who hasn't? There you go. Apparently, no one has, but <laughs> you know, like, what is the honest deal like between boxers and boxer briefs? I don't like boxers. Like, yeah, granted, everything's like out in the open, flopping for the whole world to like attack it. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, you go outside mm-hmm. for a cigarette, and then suddenly you get like squirrels and raccoons like going, and then like attacking your. <laughs> Fun fact about Ziggy in the fourth grade, he was suspended for pooping in a urinal. Here, that's him. That's right? him. It sounds like, right? Yeah. I recognize the voice. And back to Ziggy. <laughs> what have you? But yeah, it's like, now you guys are talking box of briefs. I'm imagining talks box of briefs. I can tell him about the moment I made the am just like, I'm like, yeah, got boxers. But I don't know. It's not that I don't see the. The the yeah, about it, but I just eh, you know how it is like with your neighbors, like the grass is always greener kind of thing. And it, we're at one minute remaining in this phone call. One minute. One's <laughs> always talking up like box of briefs. So what? How about Sharan like, rap? Should I get like a pair? And check it out? Like I, I don't know. I mean, I I got a decent pair of compression shorts for when I'm like wearing some slacks. Or, like, you know, suit pants, because you, know, you don't want no reason boner getting <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Mr. Job Interviewer person. Or, like, Wait, you're getting a boner you know, job you're at a job interview? He like, really wants the job. Hey, yes, I uh, have appeared for court, and apparently I've also appeared for court. Hey! Yeah, so, like, I just, I don't know. Educate me, folks. 
And if I should get a pair, I will. Like, if it's just like a pair or two, kind of like in a meh. But yeah, let me know. Uh, <sighs> Actually, it worked out. I yeah, mean, maybe he did end it right at the three minute mark. Yeah. So, Ziggy, I'll tell you. And I think all. And when you're in your little boy, you got the tidy whities mm-hmm. Then at some point, the tidy whities aren't cool, and you go to boxers. I made that transition in yep. high school. Yeah, same here. You mm-hmm. go to boxers. Yep. So now I'm out of high school, and I'm playing rock and roll, and I play a Les Paul, which is about a nine-pound guitar if you got a good one, maybe even ten if you got a good one. Actually, my Les Paul Deluxe, I had a Wine Red 81 Deluxe that weighed almost 14 pounds. The thing was a tank. Les Paul needs a guitar called the Thunderbox. Uh, Thunderbox. <laughs> Les Paul but Thunderbox. Also, because I want to be Jimmy Page when I grow up, and I still haven't grown up, I wear my Les Paul very low. Yep. Mm. And every once in a while, while we were playing shows, that chunk of mahogany with a maple cap on it, which weighed 10 plus pounds, rich mahogany, Dunk. would smash my, my balls against my leg Dunk. so hard. <laughs> on stage, you're doing your thing and blam! Oh! So Mark Harris wore his bass real low, too, because we want to look cool, you know? Yeah. And so I was still living in Maryland, I think. Um, but I remember asking Mark, I was like, hey, man, can I, you know, and it was like a serious, like, you got a minute? Yeah. I'm like, dude, testicle talk. You ever right? smash your balls on stage? And he's like, no. And I'm like, dude, I when we're playing sometimes, and I'll throw my guitar against my inner thigh, and, and I'll smash my balls so hard, it's terrible. And he went, dude, Marky Marks, because that was that era. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Right. We didn't really know they, were, they weren't really called boxer briefs. Boxer yeah, briefs. the Calvin Klein. Marky Marks. Yep. And I went. Really? And he went, dude, yeah, boxer briefs, man. Do the boxer briefs. It contains the package, and then you won't smash your balls on stage anymore. And that was when I switched. And that was literally why I switched. And nowadays, I have kind of a mix of briefs and boxer briefs. But Ziggy, regarding the boxer brief, what I would say is with the boxer brief, nothing... With the briefs, sometimes things can creep up into Never Never Land. Yep. With the boxer brief, because of the leg, Mm -hmm. nothing really can creep too far. Yep. So you don't end up with your... So, like, you know, I drive Uber Lyft. A lot of times I will actually wear briefs because seated in the boxer brief, things can get mushed and bunched and it'll take me out. So I actually have, uh, like, you know, now applications for various, you know, (laughs) brief versus boxer brief. Uber underwear. Yeah, you know. Or or sometimes... Lift. Yes. <laughs> when things seem a little down. Also, as you continue to get older, ah. the saran wrap becomes an addition. <laughs> Bring it back to saran wrap. Love it. I, I think we should start a Kickstarter for Ziggy to give yes. him some boxer briefs. <laughs> some boxer briefs? Yeah. Yes, different, different types, different brands. Yeah. Tell you what, Ziggy, you pledge, I'll buy you a pack of drawers. What do you say, <laughs> Dude, I swear by him. I remember it was the men's room guys were talking yeah. forever about Under Armour's boxer briefs. And for, for the longest time, I just had regular boxers, and I thought that was fine. And then I finally was like, ah, I should try these, man. They keep swearing by them. I tried them, and I'll never go back to anything other than boxer briefs, whether it be Under Armour or MeUndies. And, and speaking of MeUndies and speaking of that last call, we yeah, just right. About Taylor and her and her husband Zach, they also have on their Facebook page what has to be a future com- ad. Oh my gosh! Yes. For MeUndies, they're both wearing matching Star Wars MeUndies, <laughs> and he has a, a, a lightsaber in his hand, strategically covering her 
Chester. Not his lightsaber, but a lightsaber. It's fantastic. Right? It's like, yeah, she's topless, but it's like in the most fun, non sexual, playful, Adorable picture I've Facebook ever seen. Facebook yeah, shouldn't cute. flag them for that. It's and, right? and the look on both of their faces. They're I'm like, laughing their asses. If I'm MeUndies, how do you not make that your ad campaign? Totally. <laughs> I'd buy we're these gonna get them work. We're gonna get them. I know. We're, we're gonna we're, get them some work. They've even been joking about it on their thing, right? They're, right, they're, they're now becoming more and more Instagram or or social media famous because of all this stuff. <laughs> like someone, Aha, I just heard you on in your other half talking about your butt on KISW. <laughs> <laughs> Another person, congrats, Taylor. You made it before I did. You're famous now. <laughs> But famous. But famous. That's awesome. Hey, speaking of Uber, somebody did text us and said, hey, I took an Uber from White Center to the airport last Wednesday afternoon, and I was hoping to get Glenn, but no luck. <laughs> Maybe on the return trip Keep Friday trying. night. I tip well. Can't wait for the cast for the flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what hours are you normally working so everyone Normally, can... I do Monday through Friday, 11 to 7. All right, there oh. you go. Uh, so that's when you can catch me. I try to avoid <laughs> weekend evenings. You guys have heard some of the stories. Oh, yes. The things I've endured, including my recent stories. kidnapping. Uh, <laughs> that so, guy's doing good, though. Yeah. Well, no, it's funny. Anytime something goes wrong, people text me like, dude, did you go out drinking with so-and-so? And I'm like, man, leave me alone. So now it's become a running <laughs> yep. punchline. I get assaulted every time something's going on. Well, I hope you they, went out drinking with him good, didn't you, Glenn? You know, like, yeah. I, get I hope they messages. praise you when he does well because he's been doing pretty well. <laughs> no. No one ever sees me and he praises yeah, that's me. That's how that works, man. That's no fun. They just pick on me, man. <laughs> Let's check out our next voicemail. My mom. Mother, watch me get my oh, nuts fondled by another man. Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to play that. You could have yeah, heard you that. Did. But mom, to, to give you a frame of reference, <laughs> so our good friend Justin and Not his me. beautiful wife Hannah, they're they're <laughs> friends. They're you know we met them through the show. And I had told the story about testicular torsion, about me almost ripping oh, yeah. my, my ball off. Yeah. Our buddy Billy from Mary Martin went, no kidding, I almost ripped my ball off playing sports. He mm-hmm. has testicular torsion. Our buddy Justin had the same a issue. ball incident, but he called in and left My mother watched me get my nuts fondled by another man. <laughs> so he called in and told the story. And when he told the story, he explained... His mom, I think, was an RN or something. So she wanted to be in the room when the doctor inspected his bag. Sure. And so Steve (laughs) isolated that. Play it for mom again, Steve. My mother... Watch me get my nuts fondled by another man. <laughs> and now it's just. And now we play it all the time. <laughs> yeah, Justin, Justin came in and sat in on the show uh, last week or two like, weeks yeah, ago. Two, yeah, weeks, two ago. weeks ago. Yeah. And Steve must have played that twenty times. He was just sitting there quietly staring at his feet. <laughs> Love you, bro. <laughs> and this time I legit did not mean to do it, but I also have a file that just says Justin because he left us a voicemail. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Hannah and Justin. Say hi, Hannah. Hey. <laughs> hey hi, Tyler. You. Yeah, that's my buddy Tyler. What's up, Tyler? But I wanted to say thank you guys uh, for having me in again. Um, <laughs> the yearly tradition, the only thing that didn't happen is we didn't see Luke Wilson. Oh, yeah. Or I didn't see Luke Wilson, but um, I just want to say thanks, guys, and much love, and um, hopefully. Steve doesn't take any more pipes to the face, you know. That'd be great. Try not. I took a knee to the um, face. And much love <laughs> to Glenn. Thanks for, you know, the amazing afternoon. It was, it was awesome. So much love from Hannah and Justin. Love uh, you guys. Once again, say hi, Hannah. Hey. 
<laughs> sick. Stop wow. it. Wow. Wow. She's wow. legitimately sick. Wow. Stop it. But much love, guys. I love you guys, and thank you so much. Stay positive. Bye. Cheers, brother. Yeah, we went and hung afterwards, went and had lunch. Oh. You were so positive. They didn't hang up. They forgot to hang up. <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't have to hear that. <laughs> Much love, guys. Oh, he realized it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing. My mother. Oh, yeah. Fondled, <laughs> get my nuts fondled by another man. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> the quality on that's so good. I know, I love it. I wanted it as a ringtone. <laughs> I would love to be with Justin and have that come, oh out, of my, my gosh. come out of my pocket. Uh, just be let like, me know when you're hanging yeah, with him. I'll yeah, text you like, nonstop. Yeah, you're like, you didn't. I'd be like, of course I did. <laughs> and is that Steve purposely calling you? Yes. Yep. Over and over again. So you guys went out afterwards? Yeah, man. We, we, we just went and uh, bebopped around, went and uh, had lunch together down in Burien and chatted and stuff, and then split because I had to go to work, you know. But it was a good it was a good hang, man. I nice. love Justin's amazing. Hannah's amazing. You know, I, I love him, dude. So, yeah, it was cool. We, uh, we got to hang out for a little while that afternoon after the show. Uh, apologies to the Juster. He also had a text message on here, but I thought it was Justin and Hannah, so I deleted it. Oh. So we'll, we'll play it next week, Juster. Don't think we're ignoring you. I'm just trying to keep this clean from clutter, and what do I do? I mess it up. Mm, of course. So we have too many Justins that listen to our show. That's what you get for being organized. <laughs> yeah, I should stick to being disorganized where things make sense. We have one more voicemail since uh, we got rid of that Juster one. Hey, everybody at the SCP What? It's your old buddy, Uncle Wait a second. Wow. Have you ever been around when Uncle Ricky left a voicemail? This is my first Uncle Ricky. And how long oh, have you been on the podcast? Two years. Whoa. Wow. So Uncle Ricky used to call every uncle week. Uncle Ricky lives. He would call every week. Clearly, I don't think he's really an uncle or named Ricky. And he would leave <laughs> the most vile and offensive jokes. Yeah, usually the punchline <laughs> is just a long beep. Like, we legitimately, more often than not, could not even play the entire call. And it would just be this giant beep. And mm -hmm. people would always be like, what did Uncle Ricky say? And I'm like, we can't say it because, I mean, well, we'll find out. Well, my mom's here. We should play it. <laughs> Are we sure? Thank you. Maybe I should have accidentally deleted this one. All right. Let's see. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. uh, this, I'm not looking at your mom or your dad when this happens because this could be embarrassing. It's going to get weird. This is going to be worse than pooping in a urinal. Weird. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, we'll find out. <laughs> Your old buddy, Uncle Ricky. Did he say the STP cat? I think he said STP cat. That's how long ago it's been. He, f he doesn't even know. He must know. There's a new guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody at the STP cat. Yeah, it's yeah, your FTP. old buddy, Uncle Ricky. Call it in for Uncle Ricky joke about week. All right, sorry, Uncle Ricky. Uh, he's been laying low for a little while. Laying, you've been laying low for two years. All right. Here we go. Serious. Waiting for this whole uh, Me Too thing to blow over. I mean, uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my, oh, boy. Here we go. We're in trouble. Oh. And he's even got a Twitter page. Isn't it like Ricky Lotta Love? Something like yeah. that, yeah. Okay, here we go. Vacation. Uncle Ricky's been on vacation. All right. Why was the guitar teacher arrested for fingering a minor? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, it's a music joke. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, I think we can get away I with think, not leaping that one. I think we're fine. It's clever. It's clever. <laughs> <laughs> Got the approval. Got the approval. 
from Mrs. Gannon. Yeah, the pull aside the G-string. Oh, wow. Well, it's been a lot of fun having everybody. Yolanda, Big Raj. Thank you guys so much for coming in and, 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 and being a part of all this. Big Raj as well. Thanks for having us. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, dude, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. You guys will come back again, hopefully, in the near future and, and, and let's do this again. Yeah, yeah we have lots we of can stories always, about that. We can always then. call you and throw you on the air, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you get an interesting topic or you need me to fill in something that's off-color that he hasn't told you about yes. or you need backup, mm-hmm. feel free to yeah. call. Nice. <laughs> it went really well the first time. And then I maybe whenever Uncle Ricky calls, we'll talk to Yolanda. <laughs> and you can let us know if it's an appropriate That's, that's where that little kid wound up, Mom. <laughs> yeah. We got I, a lot of those. Perhaps Uncle Ricky was in my class. I, you know? <laughs> I would guarantee he was in your class. But uh, one more time before we get to the goodbyes and all that, go to Kickstarter. Yes. Uh, just go to the Mixcast page on Facebook. You'll, you'll see Glenn has posted it. I I have posted it or just go on Kickstarter and type in Glenn Cannon you should be able to find it that yeah, way I mean even if I've, I've you know because I'm I'm seeing where it's at and stuff but you can even type in like if you just Google Glenn Cannon or Google Glenn Cannon and the word devil because the record's called Devil in the Sunshine mm-hmm. um, it'll could it'll, it'll pull it right up it's pretty easy to find and we'll put it on today's uh, show description yep. as well that way if you need it uh, it'll be right there as well so there's plenty of ways to figure out a way to donate whether it be and five thank bucks you, whether it be 800 thank bucks you. or 900 bucks to ride with Raj back to uh, <laughs> 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 whatever it may be man it, it, from all all of us, we would appreciate it. And of course, Glenn would, obviously. But I, I would appreciate it as well because I want to hear my friend's music. Yes. Uh, I've been hearing so many great stories about it and just uh, his passion for it. Uh, I definitely want to have that album in my hands, and I can't wait for that day to happen. So pledge and back it and do all that stuff on Kickstarter. And I think uh, anything coming up? No. No? Um, doing a Kickstarter. Live Day's coming up. Live Day's going to be, what, the 20th? 20th. Yep. 20th. Tuesday, call me Tuesday, Tuesday before 20th. Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. And then I'm off to go see my family. Ooh, yeah. Going to New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. Well, yeah. I'm already stressed right. about it because they're already planning every freaking minute that I'm there. <laughs> do in-laws do that? No, I've just my, realized. This is my parents, Rev. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not my, oh, my, my in-laws. My in-laws do that. Okay. Your parents do that. Yes. <laughs> We're, we, got, we found this place, and my mm-hmm. and dad is already coming up with these vegan things for your, for your wife. Well, that's nice. Oh, it's so nice. But it's just like, and then we want to go to a Broadway play. And I'm like, all right. I kind of want to go to a Devil's Game over a Broadway play, but cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, because my mom has all these hookups for like these like half price deals. And she's like telling me, but it can't be. And then she lists like every play. <laughs> so I'm like, we kind of want to see the Mean Girls play, but I don't know if that's a good play to take my parents to. <laughs> But I feel like that might be the best option as far as price-wise. That sounds fun. And it sounds like a fun one. Like, we're not play people, my wife and I. We don't go to, like, we don't want to see The Lion King or Hamilton. Oh, I'd rather man, see Hamilton. Mean Girls. Is, is Lindsay Lohan in the stage production of No, mean she's Girls? too busy in Russia getting punched by random people. <laughs> I will, hopefully someone who kind of looks like Lindsay Lohan. Uh, this weekend, I have a few wrestling things going on. Uh, Horror Business, which is uh, 321 Battle's annual holiday, uh, Halloween extravaganza. Come dressed up this Friday night. It's going to be a blast. I'm dressing up as Razor Ramones. <laughs> so it's Razor Ramon meets the Ramones. It's going to be really Fantastic. really awesome and really stupid, but it's going to be a good time. And always fun wrestling, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And then on Sunday in Everett, if you live in the Everett area, just type in Without a Cause Wrestling. Uh, in your Facebook or wherever it may be that you look on social media. Uh, I'm going to be a part of it. I'm not saying what I'm doing. But let's just let you know, the local celebrity, Steve Miggs, yes. that persona <laughs> yes. is showing you know up. who I am. Yes. Well, to Everett. Will. And I might be bringing some friends. So. Oh. And it's all ages. So I'll, I'll, oh, nice. I'll make sure I don't curse in front of your kid. <laughs> 
But I'm not saying I'm going to shake your kid's hand. Because local celebrity Steve Biggs does not do that unless you pay him. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really figured it out yet. But come on out, Everett. It's going to be actually a lot of fun. There's some really good wrestlers that are going to be a part of it, like Darby Allen, who uh, is Ooh, just killing it in nice. the movie scene. Priscilla Kelly, who was on the Mae Young Classic. She's going to be there as well. The, the Dave Turner. Um, the Thunder Rosa, who you see just killing it also on the indie scene as well. So if you're a wrestling fan, you're definitely going to enjoy it. To my buddy Max's promotion, who's been on uh, maybe the STP cast back in the day to talk Gosh. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max Zaleski. Good dude. It's his promotion. It's a labor of love for him, and this is his first attempt at promoting a show. So let's pack that place out because he's a solid dude, and I want to see him succeed. And it just means more wrestling in the Pacific Northwest, and especially if you don't live in Seattle and you live up up north in Everett. Now you don't have to make that big trek. You're going to get some name wrestlers and the local celebrity. (laughs) That's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you know who I am, brother? You will. And check my social media. I'll be sure to share it. Uh, I'm Steve Miggs is where you can find me and all that good stuff. You can catch uh, Justin on a scooter. Uh, I'm not getting on a scooter. (laughs) Getting on the bird? You're going to ride the bird? It's going to end up weird. <laughs> Rev, you got anything going on? Uh, no, absolutely not. Perfect. I'm gonna be playing a lot of video games in my near future. My man, <laughs> I just played video games against a friend. I haven't done that in forever. Where like we were sitting in a room, wow, playing NHL 2K19, and I beat him in the last 20 seconds. There you go. And it was awesome. So suck it, Conrad. <laughs> Your Canucks had nothing on my devils. <laughs> wow. Mom, thanks. Dad, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having us. And as always, thank you guys for listening and stay positive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.